On the show today, we'll talk high limit at East Bay, including some prizes and people not understanding the format. There's also been a development around dirt late model tire selections being public. I've got Super Dirt Car Series full-timers and a lot more. Let's go. It's Wednesday, February 14th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. For those of you with significant others, don't forget today is Valentine's Day. You still have time to stop and grab some flowers, some chocolates, maybe an expensive piece of jewelry. Uh, I'd feel bad if I didn't remind you guys. Anyway, dirt racing. Uh, after Monday rain pushed the rest of that program back, we got a Tuesday high limit double feature at East Bay. They ran the rest of the Monday program and then we got the full Tuesday show kind of coming behind it. Uh, in the matinee, it was all Kyle Larson out front. He went second to the win in the dash, setting him up for the feature pole, and he never relinquished the lead from start to finish. Both Justin Peck and Tanner Thorson kept him honest, but couldn't find a way by the Silva 57. Cole Macedo nipped Thorson right at the checkered for second, with Thorson ending up third. Brad Sweet slipped to fourth by the end, and after starting on the front row, uh, that, that was after starting on the front row with Larson. After the race, Larson told Speed Sport with a wry smile that he was kind of glad Sweet went backwards so that the fans wouldn't come after them saying the whole show is rigged in their favor. Uh, on a double program day like that too, you always worry about the track surface, but I thought it was a solid night uh, all night at East Bay. It even widened out actually much faster than I thought it would for the daytime stuff. In the nightcap, we had a much messier main event. There were several incidents, including one right at the start. I'm not sure if Tyler Courtney spun the tires from the front row or if Spencer Basin got into the back of him or maybe both, but the 7BC getting sideways at the green caused a big stack up that collected several cars, including a fifth starting Larson. He went to the back with a flat left rear and really never recovered. He was involved in two more uh, incidents and finished 26th DFL. Out front, pole sitter Brad Sweet led the first six laps, but Sunshine took over on lap seven and was uh, out front the rest of the way. Corey Day charged from sixth to second and Sweet ended up in third. Even with the cautions, I thought both features were entertaining, and the battle out front in the second show was really fun. Uh, you know, you had Brad in the mix, Sunshine, Zeb Wise, a bunch of guys up there front. Uh, I was curious how often Brad Sweet gets beat after starting on the pole of a main event, so I jumped into the database of dirttracker.com slash analytics. Going back through 2017, the Big Cats started on the pole in 49 outlaw races and won 20 of them. So that's just shy of 41%. He finished second in another 18 so that's about 77.5% of the time uh, for Brad Sweet starting on the pole and finishing either first or second. He was, though, the only driver to finish top five in both races and one of just four to finish uh, in the top 10 in both. He'll continue to have that target on his back all season, no doubt. Leaving East Bay, uh, Sweet leads the High Limit Championship over Corey Day, Sunshine, Brent Marks, and Thorson. I feel like Tanner Thorson definitely coming out of the gates with more pace than, you know, we were kind of prepared for him to have, especially for a startup team and a guy with, you know, not a ton of sprint car starts, especially lately. But a podium and a charge from the B-Main to 11th uh, has him right in the mix. We'll see if they can keep that going. Some surprising guys way down the order include Justin Peck, who had absolutely terrible luck in both features, and Corey Eliason. That RSR8 team is looking for speed headed to Golden Isles next. Their best finish against the Outlaws at Volusia was 20th. And they were 18th and 19th yesterday. So definitely not what they were looking for. A couple of other notes for you. It was interesting yesterday watching social media figure out the high limit format in real time. People wondering why Kyle, Brad, Thorson, and Cole Macedo were not in the qualifying groups for the Tuesday part of the action. That was because if you finish top four in your prelim feature, you are automatically placed into heats as the four fastest qualifiers the second day. 
That was part of the format announcement a few weeks ago. Between this, how the dash bots are handed out and the qualifying seating, I think it's going to take the fan base maybe a little while to kind of wrap their heads around some of these smaller nuances with the high limit format. Also, I have absolutely no idea how Rico Abreu didn't crash with 10 to go there on the backstretch. He got a monster run through one and two and made a move on the high side after Zeb Wise for second. It was pretty clear that Zeb didn't know he was outside and Rico got squeezed and got launched into the air. How that car came down on four wheels and didn't flip, I will never know. At one point, all Rico could see through the rock screen was the track surface as his car was nearly perpendicular to the speedway. Unfortunately, the uh, 24 was not the same after that and ended up 17th after a last lap incident. We'll see High Limit again here in about eight days. Uh, at Volusia on Tuesday, we got dirt car late models and a pair of USAC sprint car features that was making up for the lost action on Monday. In the Tuesday main event, Carson Garrett and Kyle Cummins led laps early, but it was Logan Seavey who went ninth to the lead by lap 20, and he drove on to the victory. It was Seavey's first sprint car win of 2024 and the first for this new Abacus Racing sprint car operation. He topped Cummins and Kevin Thomas Jr. at the end. Brady Bacon was in line for a podium, which he desperately needed after a tough Ocala weekend, but tangled with a lap car with just two to go and flipped. He finished 20th. In the makeup feature that followed, it was a similar story for CV. He raced by early leaders Chase Stockton and Bacon by lap 14 and again drove away to the win. Bacon and CJ Leary completed the podium in that one. So we had Justin Grant go back to back at Ocala, then CV do it at Volusia. The USAC teams are headed back for Ocala this weekend with action starting back up again on Thursday. Uh, CV leads Leary, Grant, KTJ, and Briggs Danner in those USAC championship standings. In the night's dirt car uh, nationals late model feature, Bobby Pierce was in control until a late restart with eight laps to go. He came out of four to the green flag and immediately slowed in front of the field with what appeared to be an expired power plant. He tried to stay low uh, as that car kind of slowed up, but it was too late and most of the field piled up behind him. Uh, lots of damage. Hudson O'Neill went for a big ride. Pierce done for the night. Kind of looked like the big one at Talladega. Uh, Devin Moran inherited the lead from there and drove on to the win, uh, topping a Ricky Thornton Jr. and Kyle Bronson. Uh, my favorite thing on the night, though, came courtesy of the Dirt Vision broadcast and more specifically their timing and scoring graphic. They regularly scroll through the interview, uh, intervals between the cars and plus minus, but there was an addition last night. On lap 11, suddenly there were everyone's tire choices, which you can see uh, outlined in red here on the screen. Bobby Pierce on the softer two-tire with Devin Moran and Chris Madden uh, uh, on the uh, harder three-tires. Uh, this was obviously a suggestion I made on The Daily Show a few weeks ago, which was also then uh, subsequently incorporated into the conversation around the Lucas races. This was the first time that we've seen actual broadcast graphics for it. So big kudos to Dirt Vision for making this happen. Hopefully we get to see it more often. It sounds like they put together a uh, system to incorporate it directly into their broadcast software, which is pretty cool. I had folks tweeting at me about it last night, but it's great to know that the big players are listening. So my next question is, what else should we be advocating for? What other improvements can we suggest? Maybe drop me a comment if you have an idea. Also, big shout out to all the commenters across YouTube and TikTok and Facebook who all told me that this couldn't be done. Uh, tonight at Volusia, we'll get the regularly scheduled three-pack of late model features uh, plus Monday's makeup. So we're going to have four late model features tonight total. Also, with USAC moving out, the Super Dirt Car Series takes over as the second division. I've been trying to keep a running list of who has declared as a full-timer with the Super Dirt Car Series so far for 2024. So here's what I have. Right now, I've got Mike Trouchold, uh, Alex Payne, Anthony Perego, Jack Lehner, Mike Mahaney, Matt Caprera, CJ Mori, uh, yeah, CG Mori, Justin Stone, Jimmy Phelps, Felix Waugh, Matt Shepard, and Matt Williamson. 
The championship season for the big blocks doesn't start until later in March, so there is still time for more drivers to sign on with the SDS. And from what I've heard, this list is expected to grow. Cars will be on track tonight around 5.30 p.m. Eastern, and you can watch it live all over on Dirt Vision. If you want to listen to some other dirt racing shows this week, Wing Nation has David Gravel, QuickTime has Paul McMahon, Dirt Track Confessions has Jillian Gravel, Hoagie's Garage has Jeff Swindell and Tanner Thorson, Dunewich on Dirt has Jeff Smith and Newman Presnell, Turn 2 Terribles has Kyle Keen, Plum Wild has Colin Bocas, and there are new episodes of The Dirt Reporters, Passing Points Down Under, uh, The Dirt Nerds, and The Hammerlane. To see all of these podcasts, all of these episodes, head over to dirttracker.com slash podcasts. Uh, that's it for The Daily Show today. Make sure to hit that streaming schedule at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. You do have options on this Wednesday, including more sprint car action from eSpace. Not high limits, not 410s, but it is 360s. I hope you guys have a great day out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.